I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Heidi. We have 30 years combined experience in the beauty industry that we want to share with you. We want to help you build a strong foundation for a better beauty business. Hey, everybody. Hey, how's it going today? Well, you know, living the dream. I know it's actually nice outside, though. Oh, it's beautiful here. It's absolutely beautiful. So I'm really glad that we're inside and our windows <laughs> don't open. I know, right? Well, if We'd we, be too jealous. And we couldn't open our windows anyway, because the cars are really loud over here. Well, yes, yes. Uh, but our windows don't open. Well, they do, but they're very scary to open. Because no. you have to kind of take them apart. And yeah, they don't big really. Big panes of glass. Yeah, they, they don't really. They don't, they're not made to, like, actually open. Yeah, no, we don't want Just that. to clean. Just right? To, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I think we have a little cabin fever. We do. God, I think we're going a little nutty. Well, we just a be. little bit. Just a tiny well, bit. Well, winter has lasted, like, 18 months in Wyoming, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think we had two warm days. They might have fallen on, like, a Wednesday last year. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, we've had, like, three warm days, and then it snows. Right, right. Then we have, like, two warm days, and then it snows again. So. And then we had, get another glimmer of hope, and yep. then it freezes. Yep, and then it freezes. So, you know, good oh, times. Well. Anyway. That's what it is. It is. It's living in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Springtime in the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time. Okay. Today, I think, um, I think we're going to go... Talk about salon policies. Very important because they're going to be everywhere you go to work. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to establish your own if you decide to work for yourself. Yep. Um, and you have to know what those are and how to set them and then how to enforce them. Yeah. Well, and, and then just <clears throat> and just knowing that you have to make some. Well, You're going to have to make some. You really don't want yourself, your employees your clients just running willy-nilly everywhere. No one really knows where the boundaries are, how they're supposed to dress. Like, do they have to be on time? You just need to establish yourself and your business with a set of rules. Yeah. yeah. So that everyone is on the same playing field. Well, and it's much better to start with the rules than it yes. is to try to implement them later. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So, yes. um, so I don't know, I guess, so... The first thing that we'll talk about is why it's good to have them. And and there are several different kinds. But why it's good to have them is because everybody needs boundaries. Oh, it, yes. Just in your life, generally, you need boundaries. Right. But also, like, when you're working, you need a boundary between you and your client or you and your employee right. or you and your fellow booth renter right. on on what you're going to be doing and, and how things are going to run. and Well, and it'll stop a lot of conflict because everyone understands what the policy is. Like, I'm not going to come to work in a tube top and a mini skirt <laughs> when you work somewhere. Probably shouldn't wear that to work anyways. Right. But Unless um, you work, like, I don't know, somewhere where that's appropriate to work. Yeah, maybe, and, you know, there's some fun bars and stuff. Strip clubs. But, right, right. Um, but... When the policy is that everyone needs to be wearing a smock and, you know, or a certain uniform or they want you dressed all in black, mm -hmm. you need to know that. So you don't walk in and go, oh, oops. Or that you can't even say like, oh, I didn't know. Right. <laughs> That's the big one. You Thank will probably, if you get hired somewhere, you will be given an employee handbook that will have all of the policies that are expected of you. 
right. that are expected of the other employees, that are expected of the boss. But even like with and your clients, the clients, you don't want your, like your clients will be like, oh, well, I didn't know that there was that policy. Well, right. you did because you signed this sheet of paper. Right. That- I didn't realize that I couldn't be half an hour late for my appointment. Right. I didn't realize that you charge me if I don't show up for my appointment. Right. I didn't realize that. But, the, but you know, like you, they, you've given them a piece of paper that, or they've done it online where right. they have to sign it and say, I understand that if I do this, this, and this, this is the result. Yep. And so to use your services, these are the, yeah. And this, act, this actually will help weed out clients that you really don't want. Right. And it, the ones that don't really have any respect for your business. Yeah. And, you know, aren't going to show up on time and. Mm-hmm. I've had people who, because I do require a credit card on file to book an appointment, I don't charge a deposit. I have it there. So if you do no show, um, but I have had people who refuse to put a card on file. So they do not come to me. Well, they said, I refuse because I don't want, and the reasoning is most of them have said, I don't want you to charge me if I don't show up right there. I've just weeded out a person. I don't want anyways, because they have just told me that they're not going to prioritize their appointments and they're probably not going to show up. Yep. And that's, that's just a sad, that's just a sad truth of it because they don't respect your time. Nope. But so you can weed them out right at the beginning with certain policies. Exactly. So, um, so, and then we talked about signing. So like, I think it's a great idea if you're going to have a policy, um, like I haven't really had my clients sign anything, right. but it's posted on the wall. Right. And they all know that it's posted on the wall. Right. So they can't say, well, I didn't know because right. it's on the wall behind me. Right. And I have a much bigger clientele because my service doesn't take as long. And I do have them do an intake form because I do waxing. Mm-hmm. Or if I have eyelash tinting, right. I do have them sign the consent form just for, so they understand what's going to happen during the service and what their responsibility is before and after. Right. But I have also started, since I implemented the, um, excuse me, the credit card on file, I have started making them actually physically sign the no-show policy that is online and that is hanging in my room. I printed out a copy of that and they have to sign it so that they understand that yes, I do give everybody one because life happens. Of course. But after that, you will pay full price for two. And then I have it where after your third one, you're not allowed to book online anymore. You have to call and prepay for your appointment. And if you no show, then you've already paid for it. Yep. And after three, I pretty much figure you're probably you're not, not, that not a great you. client. <laughs> well, and... Not someone that I have time for because I do have a wait list. I have yeah. people waiting to get in. So after three no-shows, you it's probably just not something you need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to suffer because of it. Exactly. And my cl- other clients do not need to suffer. Right. But I keep that on file with their um, consent form. Yeah. And like and so my my late show um, no show policy is it's actually it's a bit more lenient, and that's usually just because I. Um, see the same people over right. and over and over again. I don't, I don't get, you know, if I'm full, I'm full. I don't get tons and tons of new clients all the time. Right. But um, so my no-show policy is like the first one is free. Right. Because, who, you know, anything We're can humans. happen. Exactly. And then the second one is um, $20. 
And then if you know show me a third time, in order to book another appointment, you have to pay for both appointments. So um, that's made it. And I didn't have like online. I haven't been doing online. I'm, I'm trying to switch over to online. Right. But um, <clears throat> I totally was like old school. Yeah. But and with your clientele, like you said, you've had a lot of them for a long time. Oh, yeah. And so really doing online wasn't really effective because you were booking them anyways. Right. Before they left. Most people, I have quite a few. I do book ahead, but new clients, because I'm booked so tight, I don't answer the phone. I'll answer messages later, but they can go straight online, just book what they need, come in for their appointment. Well, and I was also concerned with the booking online, like... <clears throat> Because some people book something thinking they know exactly what they want. Correct. And they don't actually know what they want. And so I was like, I don't want to have to try to fix that all the time. Because right. they were like, oh, well, I just wanted, you know, my nails polished. But actually what they wanted was acrylic with their nails polished. Right. And So they booked a 30-minute appointment but wanted a two-hour appointment. Exactly. And so, like, I can't fix that. Right. So this way, um, with the online stuff, I can, I've been, you know, I haven't really started, started, but I've started inputting everything that I need. And a lot of that is making sure that everything is very detailed. Absolutely. And so, and, you know. And making sure your policies are on that online. So when they do book, they understand that they're too, so that they can see it ahead of time and go, you know what? I don't, these policies don't work for me. I don't Mm want to go somewhere that has these strict policies. Mm -hmm. And so that right there will go get rid of people Mm -hmm. that are not going to be respectful of your business. Exactly. So, so let's let's talk. We've talked about the late, kind of a late no show. Um, right. Well, and with late, I do also because I book so tight. If you're more than five minutes late, you uh, have to rebook. You have to rebook, and it's considered your a no show. Yeah. Because and let I mean I can work with some people. If someone calls and goes, "Oh my God, I was you know just in a fender bender." You know, you can work with that. Those are your policies. You can decide when to do it. Yeah, you can be as it. flexible as you right. want to be with certain people. But when you have certain people that are constantly late, mm-hmm. you have to be like, you know what? My next client's here in six minutes. I just can't do it. And this is considered your first no-show. Exactly. And they're usually not happy about it, but they won't be late again. Exactly. And, you know, if they're that unhappy about it, they won't come back. Right. And the thing is, is you have to understand, like, there's... In a way, you need people to come back to you, but you have to understand that it's also don't be afraid right. to do things because you're afraid someone's going to leave. Well, because it's your business, and if you're not running it how you want to run it, right. if, and if you're not doing things how you feel things need to be done, you're making yourself uncomfortable in your own business. Well, and then it's not yours. No. like, like It's not from your heart. It is not something you built. You're letting people run all over you. Plus, the other thing is, Say one client is super disrespectful, always late, no shows, but you've got 50 other clients who are always on time. It's disrespectful to them Mm -hmm. to always make their appointments late because now you took this person and you do every time and they're always late. It's very disrespectful to those clients who have respected your time. Yeah, because I've had, I actually, because my clients are usually, you know, about an hour is the average appointment. And I do, I've had... I have had one particular client be like 20 minutes late for her appointment every time. Right. And at the, in the beginning, I was like, okay, okay, I'll just figure it out. Right. And then I started having my clients who came in after her like, can you not schedule me 
after her when she schedules, like, please make sure that I don't have to be scheduled around her because, you know, like she's late and then my appointment's late. Right. And so I started actually getting complaints. Like my clients, my other clients were complaining because it was interrupting their time. So I, you know, the next time she came in and she was late, I just told her, I'm like, can't be late again. If you're late again, you have to reschedule. Right. And And she probably wasn't late again. No, she was. And she had to reschedule. And, um, and then the next time when she came in, she made sure she was on time because she did not like having, because at the time, like, because you enforced your policies. I did. And, and by that time, like at that time I was so busy, she couldn't get in for two weeks. Yep. And I was like, and she's like, well, that's not fair. And I said, well, it it, is. Yeah. It's really not fair that you were 20 minutes late. Right. I can polish your nail, but I can't do anything else because you now have 30 minutes left of your hour appointment. Yeah. So, you know, you have to understand, you know, you need limits. Yes. And and your clients need limits because that's going to help keep a very balanced relationship. Well, and if you require people to do appointments, if you said, yes, everybody's a walk-in, then people just know they have to wait. Yeah. But if you do say that everybody has to make appointments, they get there on their appointment time. You need to be running on yours. Exactly. So it's needs to run both ways. Yeah. So the, you know, so that's the kind of the late, the no-show thing. Um, there are salons that have children policies. Yep. Um, some salons, their policy is absolutely no children. And in some salons, I totally understand that. Right. Um, like a very spa environment. You yeah. would not want children running around. Right. Um, we did have a spot for children for quite a while because our children were very young. Right. And we had a little room that they could be in if they needed to be with us. And we had, we we're okay with our clients bringing them as long as they can sit by themselves because we have straight out said we're all in rooms. We can't make sure that they're running, you know, not running somewhere. And, 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 you know, logically it's not my responsibility to take care of this. We're not babysitters. Yeah. Or, or like I have a lot of things that are out because you had one client whose kids ran around and, and I wouldn't be there and she'd come to the back room where my stuff was and I have poisonous things. Right. And, you know, this is not a child-friendly environment. No. And I'm sorry, I can't, there's no way for me to make it child-friendly. Well, and we did have an okay with that room that was when we could shut the door. Yeah, but the kid had to stay in the room. But the kid had to be old enough to be able to sit in there and watch a movie by themselves or color and not leave the room. Yep. So we allowed that. And now that we're in our new location, we don't really have that. If a child comes in, they have to just be able to sit on the couch and know that they can't leave. So they still have to be old enough. And so we tell the parents it's at their discretion, but we don't have a place for them. And I don't have a lot of clients who like, who have infants anymore. Right. um, Which is good. um, But infants are one thing but once they get out of the car seat and they're yes. like crawling around and they won't wait on well and that's what there. I tell my clients bring them as long as they can be strapped in to something but then that few years that they're everywhere for their own safety they need to not be here yeah because there's going to be a, like a two-year period where that kid is not going to sit and watch something right. on their phone for any for any amount of time right and uh, they're going to want to crawl and run around and get into everything. Right. So, and you, you want your appointment to be relaxing, too. You want your client to come in and they want, even if they're getting a wax, that might be their 15 minutes. It's just for them. Mm-hmm. And most of my clients do try to find someone to watch their kiddos for a few minutes 
or I'll have some of them who book together and one will sit out in the car. Yeah. And then the other one will go out in the car with the kids so that they can, they're like, oh, it's a quick appointment. Then we go to the park. Right. You know, but that's for them to figure out. But you do have to have a policy about that. And if it is absolutely no kids, then they have to know that. So they don't walk in with a whole bunch of babies and a spa setting where it's very quiet and, you know, tranquil. Right. And, you know, and, but you shouldn't have to feel bad about that either. No, those are just things that have to be set up immediately. Um, and the big thing with a lot of these policies too, I know we talked about last time when you were looking or on one of the last podcasts about when you're looking for a place to work, mm-hmm. you want to know some of these policies because th- they need to align with your values. Yeah. If you hate kids and they let kids in there and that's, yeah, you're going to have a horrible, you. horrible like work it. environment. Exactly. exactly. So it just is going to, you know, and your policies are going to depend on your values. They're going to depend on, you know, how you feel about things. And I have had to, where we don't, I don't per se have a very strict policy about children in the the, the salon, but um, I have had to before tell like one or two clients that um, their child can't come in anymore right. because they're destructive or they've, I like, tore up the bathroom or, right. and then their children, for me, like their parents have to stop and they, I need their hands the whole time right. and they're stopping and getting stuff out of a bag and trying to fix this and trying to do this and trying to do that. And this isn't the time for right. it. And my, then the appointment runs late. And so right. I have had to say to a few people, like, I am so sorry. I think your kids are super cute and they're great, but they just can't be here. Right. Because, right. you know, because it takes me an extra 20 minutes and I just don't have the t- that kind of time. Well, and like w- years ago, I had a client for an eyelash client and she would bring your eyes are closed laying on a table and she would bring her 18 month old. And she's like, she was, she goes, she's fine. I said, well, we need to shut the door. She because, And every time she came in, she pooped her pants. Well, so yeah. So she'd have to get up and change Terrible. her. So this whole appointment was, I'd get her all ready to do this. And then the child would do that. And then she'd let the child would run and I'd have to try to kind of corral the child. And then she would get into things. And then she called me that for her next appointment and said, can you please move everything out of the way that would be in my child's way? And I said, I just don't think this is the right place for you because I can't move all of my retail and I can't watch your child while I'm trying to do your service. Mm -hmm. So I just had to tell her this. I just cannot have her here for her own safety. Yeah. And, you know, sorry, but. Well, and it was the child's safety. I was concerned about it. Oh, yeah. And that's just it. Like, I don't want to have to be liable for somebody else's kid who gets into my poisonous stuff because. Right. Or hot wax or, or anything. Walks out the front door. Exactly. Those are just not. And But you have to have those conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And that's why having policies straight out of the gate, no one comes in wondering. Well, and, and I, you know, like I know a lot of people like are like afraid of hurting somebody's feelings, but I'm going to tell you. You can be honest and not hurtful at the same Absolutely. time. Well, and if people read straight out, these are the policies. And that's why I like to have them. When you do online booking, you make sure it's all on your website also so that they can read through all of that. And then they never even have to make that first step if they don't agree with your policies. Right. They can go, nope, I'm not doing that. I will go somewhere else that doesn't have these particular policies. Yeah. And then... Straight out of the gate, though, they know exactly what they're in for. Mm-hmm. And you know that they know the expectations. But, 
But if it's something that you have to do, that you have to come up with for just one particular client because that client has gotten out of control, right. you need to be able to sit down and have that honest conversation. Right. Either that or you need to figure out a way to get them scheduled with someone else. Right. Because if you have some like animosity towards a particular client, um, unless you're super great at hiding that, you're, they're going to kind of know. I mean, like, your client knows that you don't really like them that much. Right. So um, eventually they would probably leave, they would probably leave anyway. Right. But um, I am, and this is me, I'm just, I'm a very honest person in general. But um, I, honesty is the best policy. You don't have to be mean about it. You can just be like, you know, I can't, you know, I think you're a great person, and but... I cannot continue for you to come in, you know, this late because it's not just an inconvenience for me. It's an inconvenience for everyone else right. that comes in and it's inconvenient for you. So, you know, like if you can't keep a particular appointment time or if you need to make times when I'm not working, then maybe it's time to find someone else. Absolutely. You know, and hopefully you have somebody in mind. Like, you know, if right. you need to get rid of somebody, maybe you can be like, well, I know that this salon does that and she's a lot more flexible. Right. And, you know, that would that's always great. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anybody to send anybody to. but And I really don't. For lashes, I do. I have quite a few people I can send because a lot of people do lashes. And since I'm kind of getting out of lashes anyways, it's been easier. Well, and I just don't know the nail techs that I know that are as good as I am are full. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's very hard to, but that's why we're hoping, you know, with this podcast and with this community we're building that we can become colleagues and you can actually meet other people and maybe mentor someone and help them learn a little so that you have someone to or send find, people to. You know, or find a mentor. Yes. Well, both. It's yeah. good to be on both ends. It is. It's always good to have mentors and coaches. And it's always good to be teaching and mentoring because we all have a lot of information to give, but we also have a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even if you are just starting out and you just graduated, just got your license, you still have something to teach maybe that person who's deciding if they want to go to school. Exactly. And you can say, well, this is what school was for me. Mm -hmm. And so that they can go in with the real expectation of what school is mm -hmm. instead of, well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, that's silly. Yeah. Like we're really hoping that we can, you know, start engaging with you guys too. And, you know, hopefully some of these lives that we'll be doing will be really awesome and make a community. Yeah, a community is absolutely, and maybe a movement yeah. where we actually like each other and work together mm -hmm. and not just at the high, high level. No. Because there's a lot of that at the high level. Yeah. There is not a lot of it at the very beginning, no. which is sad. It is. It is. Very it's sad. very sad. Um, let's see. So payments. Mm. When, we, when you make a policy for payments. Now, um, when I first started, mm -hmm. I took cash and checks. Yep. Um, but at that time it was like super expensive to take credit cards cause they didn't right. have things like square. Right. So you had to go through your bank and it was like this insane, like there was a fee every month right. and there was. And most people in who were just booth renting or unless you booth rented in a big salon, they would have a credit card service. But like when you and I both started, I think, well, I think where I did work, she did have it, but she had a whole system cause there was like eight of us. 
Yeah. But I'm sure you didn't take credit cards at the beginning because no. it was just you. Well, though you were booth renting. There was a hairstylist who did take credit cards, but um, I never felt right about it because she paid the monthly fee and then they also took like a percentage and right. then she would just give me cash for what was charged and... I didn't feel right about it because she was paying like the fee for me. Right. And that sh that's not right as far as I'm concerned. And so I just took cash and checks, which was great. Right. Um, but I started getting a lot of people who were bouncing checks. Right. And then my bank started making a big deal about how many checks I was depositing in a deposit. Right. And like it was kind of just weird, crazy stuff. That well, I and it's like, just the way the world has started to yeah. evolve. And I was like, okay, I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yep. And so um, Square had been out a while and, and it, you know, was good. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And so I did. And so then I stopped taking checks. Right. So, um, and, you know, how you take your payments is totally up to you. Correct. Um, like, I don't have to pay a fee for Square, but they do take a percentage. Right. And then... Um, and then, like, you have... I use Vigaro. Uh -huh. I did do MindBody for a while, but they, about two years ago, really upped their prices, like, really, really high for small, small businesses. So it just wasn't affordable. They were taking away some of the options that I really liked about the service. And so you shop around. You don't always have to stay with the same service anyways. No. no. But when I first went out on my own and booth rented, I did work in a salon where it was all booth renters, and... We all just went to the same bank. So we would have we one credit card machine, but you just put in your own number so that the main the person who owned the salon didn't have to deal with that. Right. So we still got our own stuff, but we paid our fees and it was pretty high. And then when I decided I had to take credit cards pretty early on because I do sell aftercare products, which are a little more expensive than just, you know, like a five dollar. Right. It's you know, like it's body products, it's skincare. Yeah. And then I decided to carry a full line of retail and mm -hmm. do skincare. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so when you do that, generally people don't have a whole, that much cash. If they're right. like, oh, I do want to get this body wash. Ooh, I do want to get this face line. You don't usually carry that much cash. So I ended up having to do credit cards right away. But then when we moved into the, our first place together, I did go with the online booking, though it was scary because I felt like I was giving up my control. Mm-hmm. It was so relieving because it would send people a text reminder the day before. And yeah, there's a fee for it. But in the end, it ended up being one of my biggest business builders. Right. But so when I switched to the new system, when I switched over to Vigaro, it was, it's not very expensive, which was great. Plus it has all these add-on options. I was able to do an online store. So now because we don't have a counter person, we don't have enough walk-in to have, you know, a checkout receptionist type. So I do an online store with pickup only so people can do their shopping and then just pop in and there's a little section where they can come and grab their things. Um, but on there, when they do book, I do require the credit card. And right out of the, they open up there, they know that there is a policy, mm -hmm. that I have a policy. You have to put your card on file. If you don't show up your second time, I'm charging it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a very strict, um, not strict, I don't have a very big window for cancellation. I only require four hours. Right. But because I have a waiting list and because my services are so short, four hours seems appropriate to me. Right. And because of the nature of what I do, sometimes 24 hours is too much. Well, yeah, like, you know, you just never, with that, like, 
I do a lot of Brazilian waxing. Sometimes, you know, your time of the month comes and, Mm -hmm. you know, the morning of your appointment. And you're like, oh, crap. Yep, don't. And if you choose not to get waxed, you absolutely can get waxed. But if you choose not to, I like to give, you know, you don't need that many hours. No. I don't need you to, the 24 hours, you know, and some people do that, 24 hours. And if you cancel within 23 hours, you're considered a later no-show. Like, but and, that's a choice. Yeah, because my policy is like 12 hours, I think. Right. Because most people know the night before that they won't be making it to their nail appointment. Right, and with nails or with a massage or mm-hmm. with a hair appointment, those are ones that are going to be harder to fill because they are longer services Yeah. where people can pop in for their lunch and get a wax. Right. Where a bigger service, you're not going to have two hours to go get your hair done generally right. on like a whim. Right. Unless so, you unless you were on a waiting list. Right, correct. And you know that there's a chance. But having those policies right away and with that online scheduling is really great. There's so many, so many great services out there that offer online scheduling that offer all these other options. Yeah. And so I mean we both went with something different. Um Square was just easier for me because I was already going through them to do credit card payments. Right. Plus I wasn't charged anything. Right. Which was the bomb. Right. I mean, it was freaking awesome. Right. Um, so, you know, that was, that was great, you know, and, and they, but they've just recently done all of the like, okay, now you can do well, your they online have to be competitive and your online be- stores and yeah. Because there are so many people using it. So, you know, you have to look through and, but you even look at those, they're going to have policies oh, yeah. that you have to adhere to. Oh, yeah. to- Yep. But what's great about a lot of these services, too, with the online booking and stuff, you can actually add on and do your forms online Yes, for your policies. I choose to not do that because if I were to ever switch, I know that those those would be there. But I like to have the paper copy because then if someone says, I didn't sign it, I just pull it out and I go, yes. You did. You did right here. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So I like to have the paper copy. And you can Signed do both. For that. You absolutely can. You can you right. can be like, I need this electronic right. file of you signing it. And then when they come for an appointment, right. they really shouldn't have a problem since they signed it online to sign it on paper so that you can have just an like an on-hand right. information sheet about your client. Right. Well, and the other thing with having those, po- with any policy, it also protects you legally yeah. for some things so that people can't go... Well, I didn't know that you charge for the second one, and then they fight that. Right. So generally, if you have that signed and, you know, they're fighting Square or whatever with your credit card charge, you can show that to a Square and be like, nope, you signed it. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll win. Yeah, because you had a policy. You had a policy, and they and signed they it. And they signed it, which, you know, if they sign something without reading it, that's totally on you. Like That's not hey, your Yeah, not that's your on problem. them. It's yeah. their problem. Yep. So, um, Yeah. So then, there, and there's like policies for dress code like we talked about. And I actually haven't run into a lot of those. Right. But there are some salons who are like everybody wears black and they right. have to wear, you know, they have to wear at least a short sleeve and, and pants right. and closed-toed shoes and that kind of stuff. And right, because they're going for a certain look. Exactly. And if you go work on a cruise ship, you're going to have to wear yes, you'll have a that policy. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have policies on where you, you know, can be – they don't want you standing out front. They want all employees out back to take their break. Right. They want, you know, they're going to have just different types of HR policies yeah. that need to be dealt with. And different places are going to be different. They're going to be 
a little more lax, I would say, in something like our environment, mm -hmm. because we don't need as many policies. We don't have a whole bunch of people working for us. Right. But the more, the bigger you get, the fancier you get, the more policies. When well, we talked about dress code earlier, right? And 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 really, it's all about like like comfort. But also, um, but those are just going to be in the policy right, and that way that you're stuff. not surprised. Yeah. So you're not going to be worried about, you know, like, is this shirt okay to wear to work? You'll know straight out what yeah. is good to wear to work. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, so those are like a few, there's right. a few, uh, policies. Right. There are also people who, um, require deposits on appointments. Yeah. Um, I have never done that before. I do know some nail technicians who do it. Right. Um, and it, you know, some people it's like a percentage of the appointment. You right. have to pay that for a deposit. And then if you cancel, um, you don't get your deposit back. It's non-refundable. Right. Well, and we do that with my sister who just started working with us right, and she the does microblading. the microblading. It is a $400 service. So we do require a hundred dollars just to make the appointment. But, and that's non-refundable if you switch it. But well, you go, you, right. that gets taken off your appointment. Abs it's a deposit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we do require it because a two hour, you know, two and a half hour service, it's $400. We can't have people no showing. Right. And that generally guarantees you're not going to get a no show. Exactly. So, and a lot of times I know I've been to even tattoo places that just to make your appointment, they require like a $20 deposit. Mm -hmm. So then at least if they don't show up. You've at least covered a little bit of your time. Right. Because it is like, it is time. We're not getting paid per hour. Right. We're, when you work by yourself. Yeah. When you, you know, work, if you do work a commission salon, a lot of times, I mean, think we've talked about this their with their rules. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, think about deposits. That's, you know, a policy. Especially if you do some like, like a really high end service. Even with lashes, like a full set of lashes, some people will require a 50% deposit mm -hmm. just because. It's going to take an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. And if you just don't show up, now they've lost a lot of revenue and time. And Well, and if it's like a, if it's over $100, that's a lot of money. Yep. I mean, Depending on who you are, I mean. I guess and where you live and yeah, what they charge. What but, that is, but, you know, for most people, two hours of time and a hundred bucks is, that's a lot. Yeah. And to just sit there and make nothing. As opposed to the $50 an hour you would have made. Correct. <laughs> right. So you kind of just have to, these are all things that you have to decide on your own um, and decide what is appropriate for you and, right. you know, the time, you know, because maybe it's not appropriate for you right now. Right. But, you know, always remember, you can add policies. You can take policies away. You can totally. Um, you can choose when to enforce it, exactly. really. If you have a client who it what would have been their second no-show, but they were in a car accident. Right. You know, generally, most people are just not going to be so cold-hearted. Right. And go, I don't care. You no-showed me. You know, but that's totally up to you. It's Some the, places will do it. Some big spas, they, they just can't afford to not uphold all of it. Yeah. For myself, you know, if it's a very reasonable reason, I'm not going to charge you. Well, there are, there are clients that I have policies for mm -hmm. and clients that I, you know, that, I, that I've never had to worry about. Right. You, that policy's there, but they'll never infringe upon anything. And if they so, ever did it, it, it would be like one time. Right. And it would never happen. Well, and, you know, the one who knows shows you the first time and is like, oh, my God, you're charging my card. 
And I'm like, no, it's fine. And they're like, no, you're charging my card. Right. I'm paying for your time. Right. You will have people who will do that, which yep. is amazing. It is. <clears throat> and, but those are the ones you won't have. You'll have your policies. You'll never have to worry about them. Right. <laughs> so. Or even if you have your policies and something does happen, you can be like, you know what? You've been such a great client. I'm not going to worry about it right this right. time. Like, and those are the ones, though, that will generally still pay for the appointment yeah. and still, and then, or tip and then, you really and, you know, big. Or, and then try to never do that again. Yeah. Oh, they probably will never do it again yeah. because they are so embarrassed that they did it in the first place. So, like I said, we're all human. Yeah. We're going to do it now and then. It does happen. Um. There is one thing, like when you're talking about payments, um, if you decide to take checks, you need to have a check policy. Yes. So here's the deal with with taking checks. You, unless you set up a policy about it, excuse me, unless you set up a policy about it, um, you can't just, like if your client bounces a check to you, you can't just be, well, like that's going to be $35. You need to have the policy in place. Right. They need to know that that is, you know, the policy that if you bounce a check, it's it's a th- there's a $35 check bouncing fee. Right. And you have to pay it mainly. So I've had that happen several times. Um, and, you know, usually it happens like I really it's rare for me to have one client do it more than once. Right. <clears throat> but I have had it happen before. Right. Um. But generally, you know, I just tell that client, well, it's a $35 bounced check fee because your bank is going to charge you a fee because that check bounced. Right. Plus, if you were depending on that money to go into your bank and you wrote a check or you paid a bill and that bounced, you have then another $35 fee because you have a bounced check fee. So... You have to take into account that you're going to have fees that you're going to incur because they're check bounced. Right. So you need to cover your fees. Yes. I charge 35 bucks. Um, but if you go even to the grocery store, a lot of times it's a $35 oh, yeah. return fee and a $35 bank fee. Exactly. Because you're paying their fee and another fee for just the inconvenience. Exactly. So, and I've only had two people ever bounce checks and both of them, their accounts got hacked. Yeah. So when they called me, they were like, they called me before I even got the notice. They said, oh my gosh, my, you know, and so they said, what are the fees? They paid all the fees. I did not charge them anything else because they were on it and they did it first and they covered everything and they did not intentionally do this. Like they had the money, everything, their account got hacked. Well, and so like with, like with, with one client in particular, she bounced a check to me. She paid, she paid it. She paid the fee. Um, she came back in. And I had told her, like, I'm not really taking checks right now, but she had had something wrong with her card or something. And so um, she had written me a check. And then she did it again where her card wouldn't actually swipe. Right. So oh, I, I couldn't key it in. And I couldn't key it in. It wouldn't take it. So she's like, well, I'll just write you a check. And I was like, um, I'd rather not take a check from you because you've bounced them to me before. Right. And she's like, well, but, you know, there's, you know, what else can I do? And so I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Because I was late. I mean, I had another client after her. I don't right. have time to debate with her. She should have known to do something before. Right. And so she did write me another check and it bounced. And so I was furious and I texted her and I said, you owe me for that appointment. You owe me for the bounced check fee. And you have to prepay me for your next appointment. 
And um, she was like, oh, well, uh," and, you know, because I'm like, this is the second time, like, in a row. In a row, right. That your checks have bounced. Like, so you need to get a grip here. And so, so that's when you can decide to definitely not take checks. Exactly. But yeah, sometimes what do you do? Well, and so when she came in the next time and, you know, I looked at her before we even got started because she didn't tell me her card wasn't going to work until we were, you know, like it done. Done. So I had just learned with her before we got started, I said, you cannot write a check to me. So if you need to get cash, there's a loaf and jug right down the street. Right. Go to the ATM and get the cash. Otherwise, we're putting it on your card. And if your card doesn't work, you have to go get cash. Right. So I right, I was very upfront with her. Right. And you did it before the appointment started. And I did it before the appointment started because if she could not pay me, I was not going to do her nails. Because that is just, first of all, it's extremely unprofessional for your client to think of you that unprofessionally like right. she didn't think of me as a professional person at all it's, she wouldn't do that to her doctor's office right well who knows well, maybe, I mean I don't know really yeah. some people are just very bad with their money right but but you know but the doctor's office would be like nope sorry right you know like so your standards should not be any lower than anybody else's no and so have the straight out if you're going to take checks say these this is my policy on checks if it is returned these are the fees, and you will have to come in, pay me, and you can even say... You have to pay me cash. Pay me cash. I will not take anything else. I don't want a card. I want cash. Exactly. And if that client values you, yep. they will they will make sure that they have the well, cash. Well, and, and generally, if time. they value you, they will call you the minute it's bounced. Exactly. Anyways, you won't have to notice it was bounced. They will be on the phone going, oh my gosh, this bounced. I'm so sorry. Let me fix it. Right. And that's the thing. So, you know, like you're able to say to that client, like I just said to her, I'm like, you have to be able to, I have to know that you can pay me before your appointment. Yep. And she did because she wanted her nails done. Yep. Yep. So, you know, those kinds of things are things that, you know, that's a client to client thing. Like, I, you know. But you don't have to have that conversation with anyone else because right. no one else really writes checks to right. you. But. But before, I'm like, when I had it, I've had other people bounce checks, but it only happened one time. Right. And it was probably And they were some... like, oh my God, I cannot believe that that happened. Right. Like weird fluke. That... Right. And I was just like, let's just take, you know, here's the fee. Let's take care of it. Get it done. Yep. You know, and it was over. And they. Uh, it hasn't happened yep. again. Everybody who writes checks knows that they cost fees. So they will be like, okay, what's the fee? Yeah, yep. exactly. What's my fee? Exactly. Um. So. When we are, you know, are talking about all this and then we've talked about having your, your clients, um, every have like sign things, you should keep records of all of that yes. stuff. It's a very important. And we kind of explained why, like you need to be able to pull out and say, you did sign this. You did know this, right. you did, you know, those things like that. But you also need to, um, decide if you're going to have your clients sign that once a year. Right. So like, you know, in January, are you going to make everybody right. sign it again? Right. Um, or, or is it just going to be something that, you know, it lasts? Or right. are you going to do it every well, two years? And you're going to have those kind of records. But you're also, if you're a stylist, you're going to have to care. Every time you do their hair, you need to put down the color. 
every everything you've used. Nails, you don't do as much because people kind of come in and say, this is what I want. Right. You don't but write. You can, you can. I do have clients who are like, well, remind me that I really like this color. Right. Like, so you have. I see like 30 people. Right. <laughs> if you can't remember, how am I supposed to remember? Right. So you could keep that type yeah. of record. I don't know a lot of nail technicians who no. do mm-hmm. because most people are like. They do something different. Yeah, they time. do something different or they do something exactly the same every, every time. time. I have people sign something so that they know what they're in for when they get waxed right. or tinted or whatever, but it helps you remember. I also keep track of all the products they bought. So I, I had a client today who bought some product online and I looked and I, so I texted her. I said, Hey, you ordered this, but I really think this is what you want. And she goes, Oh, it is what I want. Yeah. So she knew, I knew that she wasn't getting the right thing. Right. So that I could look back at her records and go, no, it's not what you normally order. Are you ordering it for someone or is this for you? So that you can also help them out, which they will appreciate because we can't remember everything. Right. The other reason is legal. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, with your insurance, everything, they're going to want to see documentation that you did tell people that there's a chance skin can lift. Mm -hmm. That if they're taking Retin-A or doing retinols and stuff, they can't be waxed. Right. You know, if they're on Accutane, they cannot get waxed. Mm-hmm. These things need to be talked about. Exactly. And they need Plus, to be made aware of they're, them. They're also very good for you knowing things like their that you need your, their name, their phone number, yes. their address if you want to send if you want to send out like postcards or right. thank you cards. Um having them put their birthday down not and they don't have to put like the year they were born but the the day and the month they were born because then maybe you can send them coupons or you know there are a lot of good reasons to to keep a a booking system for your clients well and the other thing too is there's a lot of information on the sheet that I have them sign I don't want to miss telling someone that exactly so for them to sit down and read it and initial it I know that they've gotten the information they need to get so that they're not only prepared for what's coming, they're prepared for what will happen after. Um, so really, I think we've covered quite a few policies. There's always going to be extra ones, like well, we and, talked about in bigger yeah. places. You can, your um, environment you're working in, the town you live in, you're going to come up with different things. Just make sure that people understand, they're respectful mm-hmm. of both yourself and your client and yep. your business, and that they can understand them and that you understand how to enforce them and that um you have them yeah, you have to have some kind of policy don't be, af- don't be afraid don't be afraid to to put those things in place because they don't just protect you they also protect your client well and don't be afraid and say well i only have five clients if you don't start it out at the beginning and this whole it's very hard to implement later. right you need to set your business up as a business from the very beginning yep. you're not just you know doing hair in the back room of right. your house exactly you are a professional maybe you are doing it you know if you created a salon in your house yeah, but, but you have created a, a business right like yes you still have to, you still have to have a license to do it yes so you so should treat take it like a seriously. business yeah. set your business up to succeed and that includes all the right documentation exactly so thanks for joining us guys it's all right fun. Now we can go out and see some sun or feel some sunshine yeah. and not just see it. Right. Get a little vitamin D. <laughs> yes. Maybe just a little today. 